Hello and welcome to Unbounded Growth, a podcast that challenges you to grow and become a better version of yourself. My name is Mark Allen, and together with my friend Adam, we share thoughts and ideas from the books that we read and how they enhance our personal growth and development. We also host other readers and leaders. We learn from the experiences through our discussions. Our episodes here every Tuesday at 6 a.m. Central Standard Time. Thank you for listening in and let's grow together on Bonded Growth. All right, all right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Unbounded Growth. My name is Mark Allen Muteba, and I'm your host. So excited to be back here after a few weeks. I know we've been really trying hard with Adam to get together. And the last two weeks, we, we've tried so hard to get together, but it was impossible. As some of you heard that Adam lost his grandmother. And if you do not know, if you know Adam, you know how uh, impactful that woman was for his life. But if you do not know him, uh, his grandmother had the greatest influence on on his father and his father passed out an influence to him and which has made Adam the man that he is today and he actually dedicated his dissertation or proposal to to his grandmother who passed away uh, last week and we are we are keeping him in our thoughts and prayers and as you know Adam and I have had a very 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 challenging uh, uh, summer but uh, nonetheless we've also had some amazing and great stuff happening uh, for instance I graduated with my MBA finally Finally, our school is out of my way and I took an unexpected break uh, because uh, I was facing up some PTSD. I call it a post-traumatic school disorder. It's the feeling of not wanting to do anything at all after you graduate. Just having being relieved after, after two years of family, work, school and trying to combine all that definitely took a toll on me uh, at the end here. And I, I took a much needed break from all. Oh, Except from family, of course, uh, spending all my time with family, my son has, has been one of the most amazing things. And as you know that we, um, the last few weeks, we, we've been talking about this book, As a Man Thinketh by James Allen. And it's an amazing book. We say that you can read this book within 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 two hours if you want to. But the lessons that are, are enclosed within these, these pages are so deep that uh, I've personally read this book more than five times already. Not only read this book, I've listened to it on my way to work, on my way back from work a few times just to tell you how many things that I've enjoyed and I've learned from this book. Again, today I won't be joined by Adam, of course, because of what's going on in his life, and this episode will be released on Tuesday, as always, uh, 6 a.m. Central Standard Time. We are trying to get back to our consistency now, to get back to having an episode every week, and while we're away, we, we are just not sitting idle. Of course, Adam defended his dissertation proposal, which was unanimously approved by all uh, the people on, on his board for, for his dissertation, so really, really great news out there. And then uh, the other thing that I'm really thrilled and excited about, our website is finally live. I know it's something that I've I've been putting back. I was working on it. I've been putting it a lot back because of everything, of course, that was going on. But our our final, our website is finally up. And you can check it out on www.onboarddrawth.org. Again, uh, the new link to our website is www.onboarddrawth.org onboundedgrowth.org. So a few things that will be uh, will be uh, happening on, on the website. So there you will find all our episodes, all our past episodes, our current episodes. Of course, you can still find them on your podcasting platform like Google Platform. I, I, I do listen, not, not Google Platform, but Google Podcasts. I do listen to, I do use Google Podcasts, of course, having an Android 
yes, I'm still one of those guys that still use an Android. <laughs> so I, I use that for for my podcasting application. But I know a lot of our listeners listen to us from from the Apple Podcast, but as well as as Spotify. You can still find all our episodes there. But if you want to find them in a way that's more organized, more structured, you can go directly to our website www.unboundedgrowth.org, where you can find them by leadership. You can filter the episode by leadership, by by mindset, by you know positive thinking but you know challenges discipline habits and everything that you can get out there the other thing that will be going on on our blog is that on our website we we are definitely adam and i are, are going back to blogging we used to do that in the past separately but now we're bringing all our thoughts and our ideas together and we have two more bloggers that will be joining us one of them was on the podcast we also be one of our bloggers and not of our listeners who's listening to us a good friend listening to us out of belgium josh uh, Josh, we also be joining us as a blogger we be sharing we try every single week you have something at least to read something to help you to help you to grow and to become a better version of yourself. To become more, achieve more, and to do more, you have to invest in it. It just doesn't happen by accident. It's something that we have to invest on. And that's what we be out there on the blog. We also have some of you guys, we already have your mailing list, but if you want to join our mailing list, you can go to our to our website again, www.unboundedgrowth.org forward slash subscribe. And you can answer your email there. You have we have a mailing list that will be going out every Initially, we start with bi-weekly. Every two weeks, you have something. We call them the growth nuggets, the things that you need to grow the things that you need to plan your day. If you struggle with planning, if you struggle with, with personal discipline, if you struggle with reading, if you struggle with anything whatsoever, you go on there and we try to uh, to give you as many thoughts nuggets, as many growth nuggets as we possibly can so that we can all learn and continue to grow together. Uh, that's just a few announcements that we had out there. And the other thing as well, you found on the blog is the things that we like, you know, the things that we think inspire us, the books that we believe that are making a difference in our lives, we also be posting them out there. Even if we're not discussing them on the podcast, we definitely be talking about them there. Now, the other thing I wanted to mention to all my friends who are in business, if you are in business, uh, I finished the book, finally, uh, Joseph Asaraf and, and, and Murray Smith, their book, The Answer. Uh, if you're in business and you haven't read this book, uh, you're definitely missing out on a lot. I definitely uh, suggest that you get back on that book and start reading it and as well as learning to take a break in your life just to evaluate evaluate where you are evaluate your journey evaluate your time evaluate all the time that you spend on this earth is it worth it have you have you had time have you have you enjoyed your time and if you're not enjoying your time what are you doing about it are you going to spend the rest of your life just as adam said in our last episode here are you going to spend the rest of life like his end thinking that she's just a picture. She doesn't have much to add to this life. She doesn't have much to contribute to this life. No. We know that you're on this podcast and you're listening to this podcast because you want to change. You want to grow your income. You want to grow yourself. You want to grow. Uh, you want to have better habits. You want to develop discipline. And if you're already on this podcast, already listening to us, we know that you want more out of this life. And because you want more out of this life, learn to take breaks and evaluate your life evaluate your life and evaluate everything that's going on. 
All right, so today will be our final episode to discuss this book in particular. Uh, the book that we've been talking about in the last few weeks is called As a Man Thinketh, as you remember, James Allen. And we said that this book is available on YouTube. You can listen to it for free. Uh, you're already paying for your internet and your bundle. You don't need to to pay an extra or some extra money to listen to the book. But if you want to read, by all means, we encourage you to go and also purchase the book. That would be an amazing thing. And, and as I was saying, it's our final episode. There's two chapters left in this book, Vision and Ideals. And the very last chapter is Serenity. And the question uh, that I want to pose this week, the question that I want to ask you, what is your anchor? So I graduated from Texas A&M Corpus Christi campus, and I had to drive about six hours uh, down there for my graduation. And before I came back, my my brother Christian, who was really a big fan of history and likes to to learn about things and and you know uh, the the stuff how they they have impacted our lives in in the years and and things that they've done, he said, you know, let's go visit the Lexington. Uh, I didn't even know that the Lexington was 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 in Corpus Christi. Uh, if you don't know the story about Lexington, Lexington is one of the ships that you know was used in world war ii and we've never been on a battleship before so we went out there and the first thing that struck me was the amount of waves that were beating on that boat and and you know i was not safe i was like this this boat is i was not feeling safe this boat has been out there since 19 well 1945 or something like that and and it's being tossed by all this wave and the first thought that came to my mind is like well what if this boat start moving and we can go back on shore and the engine won't come back on it kind of it kind of really made me uh, think a little bit about it of course they've taken all the precautions to avoid that uh it's a tourist boat but as i was on that boat uh, you know talking to to the people to 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 the veterans uh, thank you for your service that have been that were there they told me that well the, the boat is well anchored and it made me think, what? so as long as the anchors are down, this boat is not going to move from here. So he started explaining to me the whole anchoring system and how it was working and the things that were helping the boat not to move, regardless of how many waves were being tossed at it. And, you know, Corpus Christi is right by the ocean. And sometimes the ocean rises. Sometimes they have storms. Sometimes they have weird things that happen there, but the boat does not move. And it made me realize that. So is our lives. Sometimes things are great. Sometimes it's a sunny summer, like in Texas, you know, where we we spent two weeks above a hundred, above three digit, above a hundred degrees. And sometimes winter. Sometimes really cold. Sometimes we have some very, some very bad storm down here. But when you are well anchored, then regardless of what tosses are you. You still know where you're going. You still know where you're standing and you still know the things that do matter to you. So I started thinking about this question and the question that I'm asking today to you is our question of the week. What is your anchor? As we concluding on this book, I'll share a little bit about my anchor, about what keeps me grounded, regardless of what comes to my life. Because here's the reality. Live long enough, you will face some difficulties. It doesn't matter how well your life is planned. It doesn't matter how structured you are, how disciplined you are, how organized you are. It doesn't matter. Live long enough. You'll face some trouble. Some of the things that we try to take you down. Some of the things that we discourage you. As much as we talk about personal growth development, as much as we talk about reading, as much as we talk about becoming a better version of yourself, as much as we talk about all these things, doesn't mean that our lives have always been perfect. No. 
We face issues. There are days I wake up and I don't have the courage or strength to read. There are days I wake up. I've, I've spent days without reading, at least not a book. I, I'll read my Bible. That's that's something at least I try to do every day. And every morning I have a devotion that I read. But some days I'm like, you know, I, I need to be reading books the way I used to read them. I used to read a book a week and I haven't been able to do that this year. Of course, yeah, you know, I can blame school. I can blame all that. But I'm here to take responsibility. I'm here to take responsibility and say that I haven't been able to do all that. But what keeps me anchored and what helps me to go back to it every time that something happens in life, you know, a, a, a job that's canceled, a promotion that is refused to you, losing a parent. I lost my father last year. And, and, and if you've lost someone close to you, you know how dramatic that can be. And when all that happened, what helps me to stay grounded? And I'll give you the answer to that if you stick with me to the end of this episode. But let's talk a little bit again about James Allen and why it's important to keep your thoughts in check. I like what Adam said last week. Um, not last week. Uh, I'm already thinking it was last week, but it was a few weeks ago. I've been listening to this episode. I think I've listened to it three times just because of the wealth of knowledge that Adam shared on that episode. And one thing that stood out to me is said that our thoughts control our action. And our actions control our lives. You want to change your life, you want to change, you, you want to change your life, you have to change your action. And if you are going to change your action, you have to change the way you think. Because everything starts with your mind. I like the example. And I was I was taking some notes as I was listening to it. There was this uh, particular example that he gave that was about Albert Einstein that that really was 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 very interesting. He said that every everything that a man achieves, and I think this James Allen says everything that a man achieves and everything that he has achieved in the past is a direct result, a direct product of his thoughts. And then he pictured out, and and Albert Einstein suggested that we need to picture out exactly what the end result will be like. What the life? What is the life that you imagine? What is the life that you want to live? I was reading something today, and um, as I was thinking about it, he said that prayer, uh, he said worry is the prayer for the things that you do not want in your life. So every time you worry, it's like you are praying for the things that you don't want in your life. And if you don't want them, what are you, why are you praying for them? And the battle of the mind, the thoughts and everything that goes on in your mind, we control the way your life will turn out. So you want your life to turn out great? Learn to nurture your thoughts. Learn to improve your thoughts. Learn to invest in thoughts that are helping you to become a better person. So I'll give you my thoughts on this book as we are concluding on it. And and the things that I agree with, and maybe some of the stuff that I don't necessarily agree with, but you know, I'm not here to make a whole debate about this. And again, as you listen to us, there are certain things that we will say that you agree with. There are certain things that we will say that you don't agree with. And a man said that if you agree with everything that you've read in a book, you've probably haven't read enough the only book i probably agree with on everything is the bible that's 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 the only book that that i agree on with everything that is being said in there and i learn every day from from the word of god i believe that's the word of god and you don't have to agree with me all right that's that's just me that's just the way uh, i do things but again uh, i'll give you my thoughts on this book and 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 what i really think about it the one thing that I want to say before uh, I even uh, dive into the uh, the last two chapters, and the last chapter is pretty much on serenity, how to keep your mind calm and why that's important. Why it's important to keep your mind calm. My father used to tell me, 
regardless of what happens in my life, never to panic. He told me that whenever you panic, you start making wrong decisions. Whenever you panic, you start making decisions that you regret. He told me that never to take decisions when I'm too excited. He said when you're too excited, you probably make decisions that are not right. When you're too excited, you probably say things that you shouldn't have said. When you're too excited, he taught me to learn to remain calm when I'm in trouble or when I'm too excited. And to only make decisions when I've had enough time to ponder over those decisions and over those thoughts. And that's why I believe nurturing good thoughts is important. Because when times of calamity come, when times of difficulty come, or when times of excitement come, you know how to make decisions because the pattern of your thoughts have been positive. The pattern of your thoughts have been have, have been kept the right way. The pattern of the thoughts have been uh have been improved and nurtured. Now, the good thing about this book, the greatest things about this book, it helps you discover the power that lies within your thoughts. That's the one thing undeniably that we can get all from this book. The power of your thought. Whether you you you're Christian, you're not a Christian, whether you're religious, you're not religious religious, whether you believe or you don't believe in anything at all, <laughs> the reality yeah, we all think. And positive Positive thoughts will never produce a negative life. That's just a reality. But the way we define positive thoughts may differ. You know, what I define as being positive, as I told you, one of the things that that I, I dwell on a lot is the Bible. It's the Word of God. And my positive thinking is thinking about what aligns with the Word of, with the word of God. As I was saying before, I would talk about my anchor, and that's my anchor. My anchor is my relationship with God. So regardless of the things, my relationship with Jesus, regardless of things that happen to me, regardless of what comes to me, I'm always anchored in the Lord, and I know that I won't be moved because of my relationship with Him, because of the things that I've learned about the Word of God, because of the things that I've learned about the Lord Jesus. That's my anchor. But you, you have, you probably have a different anchor. Some people have their anchor in their family. Some people have anchor in the world. Some people have anchors in, in politics, which I don't, I don't, I don't recommend. If you're going to have an anchor, definitely do not, do not have them as politicians. I mean, you, you have the free choice of having whoever you want as your anchor. But this is, this is my anchor, something that's bigger than me, something, not something, someone that's bigger than me, someone who transcends everything. When I read the Bible, the stories that have happened millions, um, not millions, but thousands of years ago, and I still see that the same God in Genesis is the same God in Revelation, it gives me hope that it's the same God that is also in my life. And and the thing that now James Allen doesn't talk about a lot in this book. And this is what this is the reason why we are going to be starting this next book here. And I wanted to start it today, but I want to start it with Adam. So I'm not going to start this book today. Hopefully, next time that we meet, uh, Adam will be here so we can all we can all uh, dive in and talk about this book. And the book is Winning the War in Your Mind. Now, it's all good when we tell you, you know, you got to think positive, you got to have great thoughts, thoughts of good health, thoughts of, of this and that. But it might be easy for us 
because we've been through this journey, because uh, someone taught us how to do it, because maybe 10, 15 years ago, we had a, a particular encounter. My encounter with Lord Jesus was 15 years ago. And that encounter alone changed my entire life, changed the way I thought, I think about life, changed the way I approach life, changed the way I, I perceive problems, difficulties, setbacks, and everything like that. It changed completely the way I imagine uh, things in this life. But if you're just getting started and probably you've never had a pattern of strong, positive thought, the question may be daunting. How do I get rid of this negative thought? And this is why we're here on Bonded Growth. This is why we do what we do. And you know that here we try to enrich your lives, to ignite your mind, to inspire your growth through knowledge and action. Yes, there's the part of knowledge. There's the part that you gotta know certain things, but it's also the part where you have to take action. And this book here by Pastor Craig Rochelle, we walk us through that. How do you take action on the things that you've already know about? You already know that you need to keep your thoughts positive. You already know that your thought matters. You already know that it's important to take a knowledge of your thought. But how do you go about working on your thought? And these are the things that we start reviewing in this book. The, this book is amazing. I remember when I read this book a few years ago, I think it came out, um, I can't remember, maybe late 2020 or early 2022, 2021. And, and I was thinking about this and I watched the whole sermon, the whole sermon series. And where is 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 giving you little things like do a thought audit, right? Think about what you think about. This is I think we've talked about this in this episode. The great things about the human mind is that God has given us the ability to think about what we think about. You can be thinking about something and you go on a two-dimensional thoughts kind of level, talking programming languages here or mathematics, you know, and you start thinking about, is what I'm thinking about the right thing that I should be think thinking about? All right, back to the book. Visions and ideals. Jamsan says that he who cherishes a beautiful vision, a lofty ideal in his heart, will one day realize it. As long as you keep a clear vision, and I want to insist on that, a clear vision of what you want out of this life. You have more chances of achieving that than a person who does not. And the reason why I say you have more chances of achieving that, I just don't believe that everything a man think he can do, he will be able to do it. And I'll tell you why I don't think that that applies all the time. It doesn't apply because my dad passed away when he was 69. And as much as he was a positive thinker, as much as he was a great thinker, I don't think he would have thought his way into the NBA. My dad was 5'7", uh, 5'6", five, 5'7". Seven, five, five, and I don't think as much as he would have had positive and great and amazing thoughts, he would have made it to the NBA at the age of 69 or past 69 if he had lived longer. And that's why I just don't think that everything you think positive will come to pass. No, I, I don't believe that. But I believe that Positive thoughts will help you achieve more than negative thoughts will do. And that's just a reality. Positive thoughts will help you achieve more than what negative thoughts will do. Because the question I asked you last time, and I'm about to ask this question again. What benefits have negative thoughts in your life? What benefits have they? If, if they're they not of any benefits to you, why are you keeping them? 
if they're not helping you to get where you want to go, let's say you you wake up in the morning and you are worried. You are worried that uh, your car will be told. You are worried that you're not going to pass your exam. You are worried that your your spouse will leave you. You are worried that your kids we we get into trouble. You are worried about all those stuff. How does that help you? I don't think it does help any of us to keep this part in on negative thought. And that's why James Allen says earlier in this book that your negative thoughts can actually create sickness. I don't believe that any every sickness comes out of negative thought. I just don't believe that. But I also do believe that there are a lot of sickness that can be created simply because you are carrying some negative thoughts in your mind. And one of them, one of them that's very common is actually... Uh, any any stress related uh, disease, most stress related disease, are caused by the pattern of your thoughts, the things that you nourish your mind with every single time, and that's why I even encourage people. And Adam and I are very careful about this. Be careful about what you choose to listen to, what you choose to watch, and what you choose to uh, to be around. You know who you choose to be around, or what even what you choose to be around. If those things are not helping you, they are always intoxicating you with negative things or negative thoughts. It's just a matter of time before those thoughts crystallize into actions, before those thoughts crystallize into stress uh, release that we start releasing some hormones that we create more stress, and then things like heart attacks and things like strokes and things of that nature. All these thoughts related or stress related disease may start affecting you. Don't you find it crazy that sometimes some people fall into depression simply because of a pattern of negative thoughts? And if the thoughts of that nature are taking you down that road, the question remains, why are you keeping them? And that's why it's important for us to learn how to nurture, to nurture positive thinking, to nurture thoughts that are helping us. And here, James Allen, as he said that, as long as you carry a beautiful vision of life, a lofty ideal in your heart, one day you realize it. Maybe you may not. But I tell you, you have more chances of realizing something great when you think about it positively than when you're not, than when you don't. If you think about something negatively all the time, what are the chances that you're going to achieve it? Of course, there are some chances if you think about that you're going to die tomorrow over and over, over and over again. And of course, you, you may find yourself putting yourself in situations of danger. You may find yourself having suicidal thoughts. You may find yourself having this and that. Again, I'm not here to discount the, uh, the chemical imbalances. Some people have, have proven clinically sickness that, that make them think a certain way. And, and if you need medical help, by all means, uh, find that medical help. But beyond that, even with the medical help, there is still something you must do about your thoughts. And one of the things that, that helps a lot, that I, I remember, um, gave me a lot of strength and motivation of course, I'm 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 a, I'm a daily reader of the Bible, and the Bible is full of promises and word of hope. Uh, it's full of, of of so many things that you can cherish out of it. The other thing that help people, of course, for those of our listeners who do not read the Bible, is is creating a vision board. A vision board, I think, is one of the things that bring to life everything that you want to be, everything that you want to achieve, and, and try to have a vision board that displays the type of things that you want to achieve, displays the type of things that you want to be. 
And keeping that in front of you helps you sometimes block all the negative naysayer or block all the negative influence in your thoughts, especially when you try to keep it in a place where you can look at it every day. Another thing I learned from the answer by Joseph, uh, Joseph, um, Joseph, Joseph, Asaraf and Murray Smith, one of the things that they suggest as well is to create an achievement board. <laughs> I know what you're thinking. Some people are like, well, that's easy. I've never achieved anything. Oh, that's not true. I mean, the, the simple fact that you're here on earth already proves that you've achieved something grandiose and you are going to achieve a lot more. Every time I think about, you know, my achievement board, I, I think about being married. I think about being a dad. I think about graduating for high school. <laughs> no, Adam, Adam was, uh, was, was talking about that on, on his Instagram the other day. He was explaining how, how big of a deal it is to, to get your high school diploma in Congo. You have to take... If I'm not mistaken, you have to get about eight to nine exams in four days. And 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 the exam cover different subjects, uh, general or general general studies, I believe, where you talk about history, government, and stuff like that. You have to take literature, you have to take mathematics. At least for me, uh, as as I graduated in mathematics and physics, I had to take mathematics and you have to take a neurojury. And it's just a lot of stress and a lot of people fail. And the fact that I passed that, to me. It's been 13 years and I still think about that. I still think about the day I received the news that I actually passed the exam and I was going to, to college. And it's one of the most exciting feelings I have. And every time that I feel down, every time I feel like something is not working, every time I feel like, man, it feels like I've never achieved anything, I look back at it. Now on my achievement board, I'm adding my master's degree. Think about someone who never thought he was going to graduate out of high school now has a master's degree. That means the world to me. It may mean nothing to a lot of people out there, but to me, it means a lot. And 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 when I look at it, even starting the podcast, uh, finishing up the website, you know, even just the courage to be on YouTube and stand up and, and not stand up, but of course, sit down and start talking to a camera in a room empty all by myself. Thinking about that from a guy who was completely shy, who never thought he would get out of his comfort, of his comfort, of his comfort zone. When I think about all that, those are things that I've achieved and it gives me the motivation and courage. You may have to take some time to really think about it. Think about the time you made a captain. Think about the time you made the team, your college team or your high school team. Think about the time that, you know, your parent entrusted you with a responsibility and it meant a lot to you. Think about all those beautiful memories and keep them in front of you to keep all the negative thoughts and things out of your mind. James Allen add by saying that your vision is the promise of what you shall one day be. You cannot travel with any ads and stand out without. Here's the reality. Why is it important to keep a vision and to have a strong vision inside? Enough people tell me that I'm not motivated. I don't, I don't have the motivation to do this. I don't have the motivation to do that. I understand. And, and I've been there before. Uh, I've been there and I will be there again in the future. And, and it's something that sometimes happens periodically. But I never lose motivation to a point of like not wanting to do anything at all. Not having a reason to leave my bed in the morning. Not having this and that. No, I, I, I never get back to that. Why? Because I have worked on a stronger 
vision. I want a stronger purpose for my life. And once you've discovered that purpose, trust me, it's hard to stay in bed. It's actually hard to go to bed because you are always thinking about what are the things that I can be doing right now. So sometimes it's not the lack of motivation, it's the lack of vision that keeps you lazy. And I say that again, sometimes it's not the lack of motivation, it's the lack of vision that keeps you lazy. Because if you do not know where you're going, how will you know when you get there? This is just reality. When you don't know where you're going, how will you know that, okay, I've achieved this, I've arrived here, and this is exactly what I want to do. But when you have a clear vision of where you're going, you have the motivation, the motive for action. That's what a man said. Motivation is nothing else but motive for action. What is the motive for your action? And that's what motivation is. And if you don't have a strong motive for your action, then it's 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 easy to fall into the despair. It's easy to fall into the uh, the everyday, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do this. But when your vision is grand, when your vision is strong, and a grand vision doesn't mean that you want to change the whole world. A grand vision may just be finishing up your homework tomorrow. A grand vision may just be like graduating, getting your PhD. A grand vision may be building a school for the orphans around the world, in Congo particularly. I'm from the Congo, and, and, and we've been working with Adam for, 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 to, to help the kids out there. And, 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 and I'll talk a little bit more about it at the other podcast on how now you can you can easily donate now on, 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 our, on our website. You just go to that www.unbondedgrowth.org slash donate and you can easily donate to us now and and all the funds that we get here goes toward the education goes to our funding dedication the future leaders around the world in congo minorities in america you know publishing uh furnishing schools with libraries and books and things of that nature but having a grand vision will help you stay motivated. And Jensen says that, and I think this is one statement I always remember from this book, you cannot travel within and stand still without. There is no way a strong vision can be burning deep inside of you and on the outside you're not doing anything about it. A strong vision will keep you motivated. A strong vision will we, we make you want to do things. A strong vision will make you want to achieve things. I remember one time when... Uh, you know, I'd been in college my first two semesters. I was a 4.0 GPA uh, student. And then, you know, I started falling into the, uh, the, the, the homework, started falling behind. I started dropping from A's to B's, you know, and, and, and at some point I was like, oh my God. And then I, I remember when I was at UTA, at the University of Texas, Arlington, where I got my bachelor's degree from. At some point, I thought I was going to be kicked out of the program. Because my grades were not up there. I was struggling a lot. And... One day I started thinking, man, I can I can still become a 4.0 GPA. I can still go back to the person I was. And because I wanted it so bad to get a 4.0 GPA this particular semester, I started creating methodologies around how I was going to study, how I was going to organize my time, the things that I had to cut off. I remember I spent like five, six months without watching a single movie, Be simply because I was so focused on getting these grades. I was so focused on, on getting my grades up. And for two semesters straight, I remember I took 10 classes, uh, nine classes in my last two semesters. And on my eight classes, I had A's in every single one of those classes. When the vision becomes stronger, you have a bigger motive for your actions. And now you start doing the things that you are supposed to do because the motive for your action, which is motivation, 
is there. The motivation is there when the vision is grand. And then he also finished up by saying here, you become as small as your controlling desires, as great as your dominant aspiration. Desires and aspiration. To reality, sitting on different side of one coin. On one side, you have your desires. On the other side, you have your aspirations. Your desires sometimes are the things that keep you financially broke. And it's just a reality. If you cannot tame your desire, if you cannot control your desire, then you think that everything you desire, you need. But that's not a reality. Sometimes you don't need what you want. Sometimes it's just something that you think is cool. Sometimes, you know the little story, sometimes it's something that you you, you don't think is important. You know the little story about the, the boy that wanted a red bag for Christmas? So the story goes that there's this boy that wanted a red bike for Christmas. He prayed for the red bike. He fasted for the red bike. Every time he went in prayers, he asked God for a red bike. And then he got the red bike. And two months, man, not even two months, I think two weeks into having the red bike, he started asking God for something. He started asking his parents, his parents for something else. And his parents kept on reminding him, you bothered us for a whole year wanting a red bike. Now that you have a red bike, you don't want it anymore. And that's the difference between the things that you want and the things that you need. Sometimes our desires stop us from achieving the things that we are trying to achieve. Sometimes our desires stop us from becoming the people that we want to become. Sometimes our desires are the biggest road blocking that we have in front of us. Our own desires. And we need to learn to tame our desires but to feed our aspirations, to feed the things that we can do better, to feed the things that we want to achieve, the things where we want uh, to feed our minds and the things where we want to, to go in life. And I like this last statement here. He said that in all human affairs, there are efforts and there are results. And the strength of the effort is measured by the result. Oh, wow. This is just beautiful. The strength of your effort is measured by your result. Don't, don't tell me how hard you're working. Don't tell me how hard you're trying. Show me. The only way I know that you're really working hard, the only way that I know that your results will really show up is when I see, is when I see the result. The only way that I know that you're really putting in the effort is when I see the result. And most of us, we want to be rewarded because of the effort. Yes, uh, I'm not saying that we should discard the effort altogether, no. But most of the times, the result of what we produce in life, whether we want it or not, whether we like it or not, is in direct proportion with the amount of effort that we put in. But of course, they, you, you go on and you start thinking about working hard versus working smart. Right. At some point, of course, if you're just putting in effort without improving your way of doing things, you start receiving, I think it's called the law of diminishing returns. It's like when you invest more, but the returns are no longer matching the investment. It's like, let's say for $5, you're getting five, five, five gallons of water. For $10, you're getting 10 gallons of water. But then when you get to 15, for every dollar that is is added, you're no longer getting a gallon, but you're getting half, an, half a gallon. That becomes a law of diminishing returns but for the most part the more effort you put into something the more you receive out of it 
and it works for relationships as well. If if you want to have a good relationship, a stable family, uh, you gotta put in the work. It, it, it doesn't it doesn't come. Yes, it doesn't come by accident. A great relationship, a stable family, a great financial life, all those things do not happen by accident. You have to put in the work. So if those things that you're desiring, if those are the things that you want to achieve, make sure that you are you're putting the the the, the work in. Now the last chapter here, it talks about serenity. Serenity, how to remain calm. And this is where I'll, I'll circle back and talk about the anchor. And, and I was saying here at the beginning, what is my anchor? That's the question that I always ask myself when, when life throws a curveball at you. And it happens. It happens all the time. It happens. I, I remember um, my son, my son, when he was born, he was born on April 3rd. And two weeks later, we are in the hospital with them. We spent a whole week in the hospital. And sometimes you think, what what did I do wrong for this to happen? People tell you kids get sick all the time. Yes, they do get sick until it's your kid. Then you feel you lose all your strength. Sometimes you do not even know what to do. Sometimes you, you are lost for words. You don't know exactly what is wrong with them. And then as soon as we get out of the hospital, I lose my father. Like a week or two weeks after we get out of the hospital with my son, I lose my father. And I'd never, I'd, I lost people before, but I don't think I ever lost anybody that was that close to me. The last person that I, I've lost that was that close to me was one of my uncle. His name was John. And and, and I remember how, how bad that felt, but losing my father. And the last time I talked to dad was when I was in the, in the hospital with my son. The last time that I talked to him on the phone, we used to chat and all that. I felt torn apart. But then when life is throwing curveball at you, what's your anchor? How do you keep your mind calm? How do you do you make sure that you don't turn into drugs or alcohol? A lot of people, you know, sometimes we, we are quick to judge people that are in drugs and alcohol and all things. They, they're not healthy. They're not helping your mind. They're not helping your body. They're not helping your health. But the reality is that all those things are simply ways of medicating our pain. Every addiction, and, and I know we are having a, an episode here on addiction. There's actually a few things that I'm excited about. So there's this book that I'm starting here, and I'll go back to what I was saying, I promise. This book is called Fear, Forget Everything and Reset by, by Yusen Abdullah. And I met him, Yusen Abdullah, amazing guy, retired, retired at 38 as a teacher. He was a math teacher, retired at 38. And we, we're going to have him on the podcast and share about his story. And then there's that amazing lady that I know. I've known, I've known this lady for more than 25 years. I think if she tells you something about me, she's probably right. She knows a lot more about me than a lot of people do. She's a very great friend. Her name is Brenda. She's a psychologist. She was a psychology major in college. And we're going to talk about addictions, regardless of what type of addiction. You know, when we think about addiction, we just think about, you know, substance abuse and things of that nature. Some people are, are addicted to books, uh, not to books. Um, books, uh, books addiction, that's great. Some people are addicted to movies. <laughs> spending time in front of television. Some people are addicted to social media. Some people are addicted to so many things that they are not able to do anything else in life. But going back to what I was saying here, when life hates you, what's your hanker? Because I'd say, listen, every year is four seasons, at least in some countries. In some countries, you, you get two seasons, right? The rain season and the dry season. But in other countries, in other parts of the world, you have four seasons. Summer, fall, winter, and spring. 
right? And I believe everybody in life, at some point, we go through one of those seasons in their lives. Actually, I have a book here by, by Jim Rohn. It talks about the four seasons of life. And sometimes your life, you're going dead in the winter where there's almost no activity outside. I'm talking about Alaska type of winter. I don't even know how people live in Alaska. But the type of winter where the storms are coming at you, how do you keep your mind calm? Because sometimes you see what you achieve in life or what you fail to achieve sometimes happens in that little lapse of moment when storm hits you and you are not able to keep calm to make wise decisions. And if you make the wrong decision and a series of wrong decisions after that, you have the type of life that you never wanted to have. You have the type of life that you never desire to have. But when you learn to take and make the right decisions, when you learn to keep your mind calm in the midst of the storm, that's when you start achieving and doing things that you are called to do and achieving things that you are called to achieve. If you give up because of one rejection, how will you know what was lying ahead if you just continue to persevere? But when times like that come, what is your anchor? I told you what my anchor is. I'm a strong believer. I'm a Christian and I'm a strong believer in the word of God. I believe in, in, in the word, for example, in Romans 8.28, one of my favorite scriptures, that all things do work together for the good of those who love God and those who have been called according to his promises. That's one of my anchors. That's one of the things that stand me, that hold me strong when things are not going the way I want them to go. I believe that they are working together for my good. I believe that there is a universe much bigger, much bigger beyond my imagination or anybody's imagination. I believe that my life on this earth is a small sequence of something much larger. So it doesn't matter what happens in this sequence because I know it's just something. is a part of something much larger. And this little sequence, this year or two years or two months or three months or the time of storms and struggle that I may be facing will not determine the rest of my life. And that's my anchor. But what is your anchor? And James Silent says here that the more tranquil a man becomes, the greater his success, his influence, his power for good. He said that even the, ordi the ordinary trader will find his business prosperity increase as he develops greater self-control and equanimity for the people we always prefer to deal with a man whose demeanor is strongly equable. At the end of it, he said that self-control is strength, right thought is mastery, calmness is power, say unto your heart, be still. And I know he cut this 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 part here from a scripture in the Bible. I thought I actually think it's one of the Psalms of David, where David says that, "Be still and know that I am God." And I always lack that type of insurance in my personal life, in my personal work with God, in my personal relationship with the Lord Jesus, in my personal, you know, every time I'm pressed, I'm hard pressed with life, and things are happening left to right. There's one thing I always try to remember. Be still and know that I'm God. Be still and know that there is a God. Be still and know that there are certain things that are beyond your control and there are certain things that there is nothing, no your positive thoughts, no your negative thoughts, nothing you can do to control them. But again, a positive mind, we always, 
always, always money back guarantee. We always give you a better life than a negative, a negative, a negative mind. My question of the week remains, what is your anchor? What's your anchor? Now, I told you that I was going to tell you at the end as we concluding this book and as we starting this book. Now, how do we go about winning the war in your mind? And this is what we're going to talk about uh, starting in our next episode. How do you go about winning the war in your mind? We give you some strategies, and of course, with our newsletter, you'll be having some 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 thoughts, uh, some some growth nugget. <laughs> I'm still trying to get used to the name. You you'll be having some growth nugget, the things that you can do to help you, for example, replace your negative part and of thinking with a positive one, develop discipline of habits, develop discipline of good habits. And as we talk to Yusin Abdullah about this book, Fear, how do you go about overcoming the fears, the things that are stopping you from doing the things that you want to do, the things, the fear, or maybe the preconceived notion of fears that are stopping you from achieving the, the things that you want to achieve. All right. Now, here are my thoughts about, about the book. I said this before. And I'm going to repeat it. If you agree with everything in a book, you probably haven't read enough. That's just a reality. There are certain things in a book uh, that you will agree with, certain things you won't agree with. But the things that you don't agree with should not annul or should not cancel everything good that's said in the book or everything great that's in the book. The one thing I don't agree with uh, James Allen's approach on the book as as most of the books that talk about um, um, positive attitude and, and motivational speaking, these books always tend to put men at the center of the universe, which I just do not think that man is at the center of the universe. The, the universe is much bigger than us. It's much bigger than our, our mere our thoughts. As a matter of fact, NASA has been trying to explore the universe and, and they say even the reachable universe. I remember I was talking to my brother Christian the other day and he was telling me the reachable universe that, 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 that NASA has been able to reach at least see. And these are estimations. Is like 91 million uh, light years or something like that. Anyways, a, a big number that I, I won't see down and argue about it. I believe that three things. And, and Ziegler, I, I took this from Zig Ziglar. I believe, I believe there is a God. I, I believe that with all my heart. I believe there's a God that created everything. And I believe that God is not, is not me. But I also believe that God, that God is not you. And that's why I believe that because that God is not is neither me and is neither you, is not me, nor is not me and is not you. I believe that there is a purpose that's much bigger and much greater than I am. I'm not going to get into the debate of, of existence, the origin of man, or things of that nature. Uh, the reality is that whichever way you come from, we all have faith in something. Even scientists, they won't admit it, but they have faith. They have faith that a, a million or six billion years ago, there was a big bang of theory or I hear theories, you know, that happened and all that. They have faith that it did happen. Nobody was there and nobody has proof to show that it was there. And even Christians or, or Muslim or, or Buddhist or whatever, when you read your religious book, but as a Christian, when I read my Bible, when I open up, I see in the beginning, God created, right? I, I know that because I have faith in that God, right? 
And that's that's the one thing maybe I want to leave you with. Your life, <laughs> the world is more than you. The universe is more than you. Don't try to always center everything around you. No. Sometimes just realize that we are all a little piece of a bigger puzzle. And our role, to me, our role in this life is to be everything that we were created to be. The great things that I agree with and which we've, everything that we've talked about here, of course, I do agree with them. And 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 and, and one thing that I always like to clarify is what do I consider positive thinking? I talked about this before, but I just want to conclude on this as well. To me, when I talk about, when I think about positive thinking, is thinking about all the positive and great promises that God enclosed in this Bible called, in this book called the Bible, you know, the good things that were promised and that I've seen accomplished in my life. One of the things that I really like about about this book is what Paul says to 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 the book of to the church of Philippians. He says that whatever things are true, whatever things of a good report, whatever things are worthy of praise, whatever things are honorable, whatever things are right and pure, whatever things are beautiful and respected. Paul says, I want y'all to think about those things. And every time I try to center my life and I try to imagine what do I want to achieve? What are the things that I want to do in life? I always try to come back to this scripture in Philippians 4.8. Every time life hit me hard, every time that things are not going my way, or even when things are going my way, I try to think about things that are of good report. I try to think about a beautiful life. I don't know why we're thinking about a negative life. Hell, I don't know why would that be a part of my priorities. I don't know how would that help me in the first place. I try to imagine, to envision a great life ahead. I try to envision my child being always healthy. I try to envision staying in a healthy marriage all the time. I try to envision keeping a strong relationship with the Lord. I try to envision my life being continually balanced. I try to think about myself not being stressed. I try to think about myself always pursuing things and achieving the things that I set my mind to achieve. I try to think about the things that I can do in this life to leave a positive impact, a positive legacy. I try to think like Mother Theresa or Martin Luther King. I try to think about, yes, we can, like Barack Obama. I try to think about a country where people are equal. I try to think about the things that are great and the things that I can achieve because that's what I believe. And that's what helped me. Because the rest of it, thinking about anger and poverty, thinking about wars and how to destroy other people, thinking about jealousy and things of that nature, doesn't help me anything, anyhow. All right, so it's with that that I'll be uh, concluding today. As you know, uh, our website is operational. Again, uh, if you want to get on our our mailing list, uh, uh, you can subscribe at www.com. Unbounded growth, 
www.mailingtips.org slash subscribe or forward slash subscribe. You can get on our mailing list to always stay up to date with our latest episode. And as we are, we are getting again, uh, we are still trying to arrange a place. We, we, are, we are looking for a, 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 a good recording place where we can have some of our guests like uh, Yusen Abdullah and just talk with him, talk with him. He's, he's a real estate investor, you know, talk to him about real estate and things of that nature. Now, we promise to bring out my, my, my mentor and my friend, our Tyson Bounty, talk about how to navigate corporate America, how to always be ahead of the change that is coming to you. Talk about one of my good friends and good mentors, Advertis McGill, who went from being a refugee in Africa, running from the war in Liberia, to today being, excuse me, from today to today being a VP of a great company here in the DFW Metroplex. How did those people achieve it? How did they achieve it? And if they did, we believe that you can. And yes, together, we can and together we will. Again, check out our website. Give us our thought, www.unboundedgrowth.org. Again, if you want to donate, just add a slash donate. And there's a donate button if you're accessing it from your computer. Uh, go learn about us. Learn about our story. Learn about what we are doing this. And we'll be excited to see you. Uh, please send your messages of condolences to Adam and his family. Keep him in your prayers as they're going through this tough transition. That God may give them strength. We love you. And I'll see See you next time and hopefully I'll be here with Adam. God bless you and have an amazing remainder of your week. Bye-bye.